right, it is June 29th, and this is your number one highest favorite Kramaga podcast, Croftcast. I'm your host, Dwight Henderson, here with Ken Rickstad, owner and operator of Kramaga Raleigh. This week's Croftcast is brought to you by Captain Stephen Hiller and David Levinson, for without them, the alien mess would have won. And there would be no Independence and Day. And there would be no Independence Day. And now the Independence Day is a world holiday. Yeah, this is, that's it's, the reason it's why. It's the day that uh, you know we stood up and said we will not go quietly into the night. Right. We will not go down without a fight. Uh, we're going to live on. We're going to survive because today is our Independence Day, or at least a few days away mm-hmm. from Independence Day. So, well, yeah. And uh, whenever you're listening to this episode, make sure to listen to it again on Independence yeah. Day. Yeah. So thank you to them and their ingenuity and, and just yeah. overall... Uh, you know, Americanness <laughs> that that led to the the defeat of them. You know, using Morse code and stuff. Yep, it's great. Good job. Okay, Morse so code. Along. I believe it was Morse code in Windows ninety five. That That's exactly uh, right. That's what led to the victory. Yeah, and a sweet virus that had a laughing skeleton as a part of its algorithm. It's amazing he could code that so fast. He's the best. Yeah. This week in Krav, we had a gun workshop. We did. It was awesome. Um, let's see. We recorded right before the before the gun workshop last week, so we already told you it would be awesome. And yes, and then we succeeded. In this. <laughs> have to report we can confirm it was awesome all around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tons of fun. Everyone had a good time. People look good too. They like look sharp on the techniques, so it was really good. Yeah. There's a great video on the Facebook page. Oh yeah, of the of last the, drill. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Of I love the um, the world's most dangerous crowd. Yeah. Just people pulling guns on each other, yeah. right? And then you get a gun, you pull it on someone else. Well, yeah, of course, because the only way to, you know... Only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun right. is a guy who took the gun from the bad guy and now has the gun on the bad guy. Exactly. Or, kind as of. we're about to learn, uh, a guy who's good at tackling. Yes. All right, so this is... Uh, we got our feel-bad story of the week <laughs> yeah. uh, coming out of where else other than Florida, Ocala, Florida, to be specific. Um, this happened at a place called Wing House, which is exactly the kind of place you expect right. something like this to go down, uh, where two men got into an argument. The one man pulled a gun, started firing. Well, uh, first, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, well, you tell the story. Well, no. I mean, just so— You were there. Um, <laughs> I mean, in the sense that I am everywhere at all times, yeah, yes. I, um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I wasn't paying attention at the time I was there. But anyway, yeah, so uh, one guy, Sullivan, he punched— you know, I'm going to use their first names. It's way easier. So Jonathan Sullivan, he punched Robert uh, Bavel, right? So Jonathan punched Robert, thus causing Robert to pull out a semi-automatic gun and shoot at Jonathan, which is a totally reasonable response. Yes, absolutely. Totally reasonable. Um, police say they somehow knew each other. So uh, Jonathan Sullivan, who was unarmed, started running away, and the other guy kept shooting. After about 50 feet, uh, Sullivan fell to the ground, and the other guy continued shooting. So again, just using appropriate appropriate force. Appropriate force. Appropriate force. Um, okay, uh, that guy unfortunately died on the way to the hospital. Um, anyway, the gunman Bavel tried to run away, but a guy named Matthew Boyd, uh, who was eating with his daughter, uh, he and another man tackled Bavel, Bavel, whatever the hell his name is, and uh, and just tackled him to the ground, held him there until the police got there. So good for good them. For, yeah, good for them. Yeah, I mean, that's that takes guts for sure. Is, Man, what kind of asshole starts shooting over a fight at a wing house? Is this not the ultimate uh, use case? Like, okay, well, it's not. So, I would love to know if Babel legally 
owned that weapon. Yeah. And if he had, um, I don't know if, uh, Florida is a state where you can conceal carry regardless. Like there are right. f- very few, but a few states where you can conceal carry even if you don't have a permit. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I think, I actually feel like I saw a story recently that North Carolina is gearing up to become a state like that. I mean, North Carolina is pretty lax on stuff anyway. Unfo- unfortunate. Um, because, like, I feel like this is the kind of situation you end up with where people inherently escalate the violence of a situation um, out of, like, uh, how do I want to put it? Like, they, they get hit and they think, oh, my gosh, I'm about to lose a fight and my life could be in danger. Yeah. And so they pull their gun. And yeah. then that's, like, going to be their argument for, oh, I felt threatened. It's actually very similar to the, to the Trayvon Martin situation, right? In yeah. In terms of, like, and obviously... We weren't there. We don't know the ins outs of that. But if the idea is that, like, oh, I was losing a fight, so now I think mm-hmm. that my life's in danger. Based on this report, I feel like this guy's going to have a really hard time saying he felt his life was in danger when the guy was running away from him yeah. and, he, and on yeah. the ground and he kept shooting. So uh, that's going to be a hard sell. I don't think he'll win that case. It really depends on what race he is and what race the other guy is. Unfortunately, most yeah. likely, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, at a wing house in Ocala, Florida, I'm guessing they're pretty white. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, some sort of, like, new, new, like, whiter shade of white. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a, what a, I mean, crappy situation all around. I, I like, And I think it's important to point out real quick, I think we've, we've talked about this before, that I am not saying that a gun made Bavel more violent, more like it gave him, he was a violent person and it gave him the tool to be more violent. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, take that for what you will, I guess. But um, that's a really unfortunate uh, outcome. And however, at, at least he's gonna, you know, you know, at least he was held down and arrested. Yeah, and you would um, have to think, like, if the news story is accurate, you have to think he's gonna be in jail for a long time. Yeah, like that's pretty hard to justify. Um, it's and it's very the worst thing is that someone had to lose their life for that to like, yeah, be be the case. Um, but. At least he'll, you know, go to trial. Right, get away. yeah. Um, but okay, so enough of the feel-bad story of the week. Uh, so so on. going to a wing house in Florida is dangerous. Unless you took our gun defense workshop. Yeah, that's right. Actually, we shouldn't <laughs> say stuff like that, but uh, hopefully you'd be able to well, do something. Yeah, if you if you train here, then when you punch them the first time, they would have been unconscious. That's so the end of it already. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move along to fitness. This week in fitness, we're going to talk about yoga. Uh, according to a study out of the University of Sydney, uh, yoga causes uh, is is. I'm going to say the words more dangerous than thought, but I want you to understand that like I'm not now insinuating that yoga is dangerous. Right. Um, I mean, you're saying that yoga kills more people. I'm saying yoga kills a lot of people. Yeah, yoga and we kills. Need to, yeah, that's uh, everyone who's done yoga has died. Oh my god. Or will Eventually. die. Yeah. It will die. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you make the connection. Once you do yoga, you have a 100% chance of death. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Chilling. It, it really is. Chilling. Um, so, uh, yoga more risky for causing musculoskeletal pain. Uh, really what they found is that yoga causes musculoskeletal pain in 10% of people and exacerbates 21% of existing injuries. Now... The important uh, thing about those numbers is that those numbers 
fall in line with a lot of other sports. Okay. So they're not unique and they're not higher than any other form of activity. However, the reason that it's important to know those numbers is that yoga sells itself on its safety and yeah, for sure. And uh, lack of injury. Mm-hmm. Um, now it, it is uh, also important to know that seventy four percent of Participants in the study reported that existing pain was improved by yoga. Um, so there seems to be use cases where uh, you're getting better from the stretching. But again, we, I think we talked about this before. There may be better forms of stretching that aren't yoga that would right. relieve the same amount. Yeah, it could also uh, be. And again, so I think we're gonna we're gonna say a lot of stuff that is not about yoga that is not unique to yoga. Yeah. Um, but yoga is a subject of this particular one. Um. It could be that things just get better over time, and you have to be doing yoga while it's getting better. Yes. Um, yeah, that's true. Like, like if you had the flu and you were doing yoga, yoga wouldn't help you get over the flu, but you just get better eventually from like medicine or rest or whatever. Um, it was basically a placebo effect. Yeah. Now um, this is, um, from what I can tell, survey based. Uh, so. And so people yeah. are saying, "Oh, yoga helped me," but they they don't. Yeah, like, like, oh, I feel better after yeah. having done yoga, but yeah. there's no real measurable. Right. Um, I mean, and not to say it, it didn't work, but it's, um, right. Like, if they, it's really hard to say that yoga was the thing that helped. I guess it's like, is being convinced that yoga helped you just as valuable as right. if it does yeah. or not? Yeah. Uh, um, I should also say, you know, in, I guess, yoga's defense, if you're injured and yoga is an activity that you can enjoy doing, and it doesn't hinder your recovery, then that's valid too. Yeah, right? I, yeah. Well, I, I thought this was interesting because of it. Kind of goes against you know. It sells the idea that hey, maybe like things aren't always safer just because they're slower or whatever. Like, yeah, sure. Um, and also, like, well, part of this, if it uh, like, the, not everyone in this study is going to the same yoga studio. Right. So there and like twenty six percent of them going to an extremely bad yoga studio. I mean, maybe honestly, like <laughs> right. they could be going like yeah. It's not that even that's bad. It could be those. There's different yoga is a very broad tor- term that that makes up mm-hmm. a lot of different forms of yoga and like one this one uh, type of yoga studio may concentrate more on moving from one pose to the next while this one concentrates on holding poses for right. a long time. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I understand. I'm not a yoga expert by any means, uh, and I understand that yoga is a very broad term. You know, mm-hmm. some people may be doing hot yoga, and some people may be doing, you know, yoga at the Y or whatever. Right. Uh, so, results may vary. I guess is the point. We should come up with cold yoga. <laughs> Just ice cold rooms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we could go off that whole like you know BS about um, cold temperatures making you burn more calories. Yeah. Where it's like it's like a one percent increase or something like point yeah. five. Like, yeah, you'll burn more calories because your body's trying to absolutely. Keep warm. Yeah, I like this. It'd be brilliant. Expensive, though. The the air conditioning bill, yeah, that, that would, would cost a lot. That would cost a lot, yeah. But the heating bill in Hayo must be a lot, also. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to know what their utility bills and are they like humidify the room in hot yoga, so that must cost a lot, too. Just because they do try to, yeah, they, they make it uncomfortable. I've done it. I've done Hayo. I know yeah. people who really love it. And yeah. It's extremely it. uncomfortable. Yeah, it's and and once I learned that there was Do no benefit <laughs> there's literally no benefit to the heat yeah. other than like maybe making you stretch a little further. Right. It was like I've never gonna do that. Which again. is only gonna be a temporary thing anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, what a I mean, what a gimmick. Like total I, gimmick. It's uncomfortable for uncomfortable's sake at that point. It really is, yeah. It's like I've 
done with that. I mean, whatever. If people like it, do your thing. But uh, no, people shouldn't do things they like if they're stupid. That's right. What people shouldn't do things I don't like. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that that's like for no, sure. True. I was, before we recorded, I went to go turn off. Uh, we had Pandora running in the background. Yeah. From the class that was going beforehand, and I went to go turn it off, and uh, it was on a different. When I when I come and teach my class, if I'm the first one to teach, I often have to change the Pandora station to the station I I like to teach to. Right. And every time it's like, why don't why doesn't everyone love the station I teach to? Why must they change right, it to I their know. station? My view is the correct one. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate <laughs> people can't get on board with that. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking of right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, yoga, it's totally dangerous. You're going to die if you do it. You're also going to die if you don't do it. <laughs> oh, my so, God. I mean, it's take hopeless. your chances where you have to. <laughs> Prolong right. this torturous existence. Yep. We should just do a whole podcast where we just really nihilistic about everything I mean, I, I feel that's like, the whole podcast anyways i mean but, but yeah well we're like we're not you know complete nihilist but right on the I, edge I was, I was gonna say out of 191 episodes that must have happened already <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> that i 100 believe that yeah. that's correct uh nihilism is the way that's why we do it yeah I mean, okay let's move along i mean you know i would try something else but what's the point <laughs> exactly right um okay so let's move along um, yep. Yeah. Go speak, on. This is going to play into our nihilism. Right. Speaking of, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, another lovely story out of Florida. This one, Lakeland, Florida. Florida is really like. I, don't, I mean, there's a lot of crap in every state, but man, Florida's really bringing. That I guess this week. it's just more report about it. I don't know. There is, there is something about that. I don't know if, like, what sort of statistics you want to look at to find out if Florida really is like worse than other states about yeah. people acting shitty, but. All right. Okay. It's probably the, the shitty humidity just making people be shitty to each yeah. other. Like, oh, this state sucks, and we all know it. It's just all swampy and nasty, yeah. and, like, everyone's all cranky and bug-ridden. All right. So there's a guy, an uh, unnamed guy, but he is a good Samaritan, so we'll call him Samaritan. Possibly Sam for short, if I get tired all of right, saying All right, let's go it. with Sam. All right, so Sam was a... Uh, he was at a Lakeland, Florida sports complex over the weekend, and he helped a lost two-year-old girl find her family. Think what a great guy! What a great happy story. Yes. Okay, moving on. Yeah, yeah, that's our growing ram <laughs> to happiness. Because yeah. no, this right. is the nihilist podcast. Yeah. So anyway, um, no. So what happened is he was uh, trying to help this girl, and she's only she's only two years old. So like when you're two, like, um, like reason isn't your big thing, right? Yeah, it's like it's going to be pretty hard to interact, you know, with a two year old. And of course, a two year old is going to be you know very anxious and stuff like that. So he spotted a girl wandering around alone. He went to the girl and asked her to show him where her daddy was. Um, the girl pointed towards the playground, so the man took her hand and began walking in that direction. You know, again, she's two years old, so you kind of have to take her hand. You can't just, like, hope she follows you, right? At least I would think so. You can't have, like, a bad video game guidance quest where you constantly have to stop and yeah. wait for them to catch you, up. You point towards the playground and press X, yeah, and then it. she runs the other way, yeah. and you're like, no, flank. <laughs> <laughs> and, anyway, um, so they, they went towards the playground, and as they're walking towards the playground, she, she got kind of agitated, so he picked her up, which, again, like, kind of a rough deal, because, like, yeah, I get, like, you don't want to care on someone else's kid, but you also want this, like, random two-year-old running around. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to look any better if he's, like, following her, you know, so. 
Anyway, so we begin to pick her up and walk back. And so I assume the girl was acting agitated and weird and stuff. And um, three men approached the victim from behind. One of the men took the girl from the victim's hands, and the other two hit him in the face repeatedly. Didn't even ask, you know, anything. Yeah, like got hey, aggressive real fast. You just got aggressive real fast, you know. Could have said, hey, can we help with something? That would be an option. Yeah. You know, there's three of you. You don't have to. You don't have to go with, oh, God, we got to take this guy out fast before he hurts us. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that sucks, right? But the police did clear him. So you think, oh, okay, this is, you know, that was, that was sucky. But he did help the girl find her family. He declined to press charges against these three guys, which I'll be honest, I don't think I would have declined. Well, maybe he felt like, not that he deserved it, but like he could empathize with it, I guess, maybe he a little bit. He said he understood how it could be perceived incorrectly. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make them like doesn't excuse them for their particular reaction to yeah. it, you know. Um, so he, de- he declined to seek prosecution. You know, who did not decline to seek prosecution is the little girl's father who wanted um, the guy to be arrested for kidnapping the girl that he lost, so that I, the father lost. I do have a question. The three men that beat him up, is yeah. one of them the father? Uh, I don't believe so. Wait, so no, it, it doesn't say, actually. Um, yeah, it doesn't say. This is like the ultimate... Uh, Assuming that oh no, it says, um, uh, yeah, it's not clear. It's not clear. Okay. So assuming that, uh, I mean, the police cleared him, so mm. we can assume that he was honestly, right, just trying to help this little girl out. Um, like, why did why was there three? Like. What were these three guys? Why doing was it there? three? Like, what was the guy? Like, the father was like, "Ah, my, like, like, grab your pitchforks and your right. torches, and let's it's, go find my daughter." So it may have been that the the guys um, heard the heard the the good the Sam asking the girl where her father was. Yeah, like maybe that. But you know, if but then why would you hit somebody who was like trying to help? Yeah, because uh, you're a bad person, I guess. Um, Just looking for an excuse. Yeah, you know, everyone wants to be a hero. Um, so yeah, okay, so then the family of the daughter got on Facebook, put up pictures of the guy that found their kid, and was like, this guy's a predator, don't trust him, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, just awful. Treat him like... It's awful. Like real... Yeah. Shit for help. Like, that's like the, uh, the, it's the, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. It, it really is, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just terrible, and, you know, so they... As far as I can tell through the story, they lost their kid. Someone yeah. else find them and, you know. And then that guy's the asshole. That guy's the asshole. I don't know if the family's just trying to cover their negligence by... Um, it's like, if, if he had stolen your kid, don't you think he would have left the freaking park or, like, not walked toward where you were? Yeah, they're just, just people. People are just, like, terrible. Yeah. And they should... We should all... All of us. All of us. I include myself. Should just die off yeah. as soon as possible. Nihilism. <laughs> so big Groden Graham to that family and their and their continued reaction to the situation. Do you remember when you used to teach nihilistic ground fighting? Yeah, yeah. Every now and then I still do. Yeah. Just like, all right, guys, everyone on your backs. All right, now accept defeat. Because <laughs> you've ended up here. Ah, oh, so great. So great. I mean, that that is one way to prepare people for the world. Yep. Could make a reasonable argument that it's going to be more successful. Yes, that's true. <laughs> at least you, at least you can, yeah, like accepting your fate 
and doing nothing is just a like more guaranteed to get the outcome you expect. So what um what the Buddhists say supposedly from the one class I took in college that was tangentially related is that uh, it's not the state of things that make you unhappy; it's your desire for them to be different that makes you unhappy. Ah, yeah, I so. like that. Yeah, it has limits, you know. I mean, yeah. if you're starving, I don't think you can blame your desire to have food on being unhappy. <laughs> but um, but there's some some interesting stuff to it. Like if the weather's bad, you know, you say the weather sucks. Well, you know, the the weather's just the weather. Like you can't your, do anything about it's it. Your desire for it to be different—that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. If you just accepted the rain, yeah. Um, again, I think that only lasts us so long as you know it gets hotter every year. But yeah, whatever. But again, it just doesn't matter either way. Like, in yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, think that way. Don't think that way. And on that end, we're doing no workshops or anything in the future. And we canceled everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling like uh, this nihilism is really backed up by the city of Raleigh problems. Oh for yeah. Our, for our move. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, they're just you know, they're just a cog in the machine. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean the ultimate. I mean, really, what does it mean to move, uh, five, you know, a, a mile or two? Right. When our Earth moves, it was so, just hurtling <laughs> through the vast emptiness of space. Yeah, I mean, our impact with the Andromeda galaxy is not influenced by. Right. Our, yeah, like I mean, in, in a in a real sense, like moving the studio is a complete non-event. On a cosmic scale, yeah. like literally nothing is happening. Yeah, and so why even bother yeah, why? trying? Exactly, all this effort to do to accomplish I mean, nothing. Our own existence is nothing in the grand scheme of time. It's it is so insignificant. Yeah, man, and and the only significance to it at all is the tragedy that we might think there's meaning behind it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> um, okay, well we're gonna go. Hold on. What do we got coming up? Well, since it's just human nature to rail futilely against the dying of the light, we yes. will continue to have some classes. <laughs> Not as many. <laughs> um, so uh, we have on um, on July 3rd, which is Monday, we are going to modify the schedule a little bit. We have our 12-15 mixed level our 5.30 fitness, and then 6.30 mixed level Krav Maga. So that's kind of not a big change. Um, but no other classes aside from those. Then on Tuesday, July 4th, we have a 10.30 a.m. fitness class, and that's it for the day. So come work out, then go you know, eat hot dogs or veggie dogs or chips or potatoes or whatever it is you do. Um, Just while, do you. While yeah. trying to you know, forget Not. about what, like, what life ultimately doesn't mean. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then have the a great celebration day. of a, yeah. an event that in a thousand years will have no significance in yeah. the... In the play of the world yeah man Mm -hmm. and think about how like on july 4th 1776 was a landmark moment for humanity and civilization that when you look at things now clearly didn't really matter (laughs) it was really overshadowed by horrible events maybe we'll pass it on the way back (laughs) yeah who knows i don't know yeah okay enough of this nihilism actually no we're gonna go think deeper into our nihilism yeah but until then we will see you on the mats (laughs) 